0: And welcome to another episode of the Woods, Water, Mizzou. I'm one of your co and along with the night. It's just Case. How you doing, Case? Hey, y'all. How are y'all doing? Case, uh, our buddy Cole, that's the other third of this show, is in New Mexico on an elk hunt with his dad. Uh, they got their cow tags, and they're trying to fill them. He sent us... A lot of pictures today of elk, but not a dead elk yet, so he is MIA, and I feel like it's a pretty good reason.
1: Yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, if anything, he's getting more content for the show, but uh, good luck to him out there. Looks like an absolute great time, so hope he has fun. Hope he brings home some meat.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it was a busy week for our tiger since our last episode, but tonight uh, we'll, we'll... We're going to do this backwards on our recap of the week. Uh, We just wrapped up an 89-77 road victory at Ole Miss. Uh, Looking at the stat sheet, Kobe Brown, 18 points. Isaiah Mosley with his first start as a Mizzou Tiger, 20. Uh, And then DeMoy Hodge led all points, scores with 24 points. Uh,
1: What's your initial reaction of the game? First of all, I really like the starting lineup tonight. Um, maybe – this is going to sound crazy. Ian Bodiara in there as well. It's about uh, one of the guys, maybe Shaw for him. But, like, let's just look at it. Hodge got his stride back. Man, that is huge for us. When we yes. were rolling this season, Hodge was making baskets. And Hodge had been on an absolute ice. He's cold streak for the past couple of games. Getting him back is huge. Getting him back in the right mindset is huge. I mentioned on this podcast every single week until last time. But Mosley is here, and Mosley is a top-flight SEC scorer. Good Lord, we needed that. Kobe's great. Kobe gets in the foul trouble sometimes because we lean on him to rebound. So we have someone like Mosley that can create shots and get it in the hoop. It's going to be huge. And I think a big part for him, he knocks him that rust off. I think we watched him miss about – 15 three-pointers until the Alabama game when he finally made one. Well, tonight he started out hot, and he was making his threes. He was making his baskets. Um, did a little shimmy there, knocked a guy off three-point line to get an open three. He looks great. Um D.R., back to him. 17 minutes tonight, six rebounds, 11 points. He damn near had a double-double against Alabama. Yep. Uh, I don't know how he's come together. So I, I actually feel bad. Last week I believe I said he's not an SEC player yet, and I'm wrong, because here he is, and he's an SEC player. He was one of the maybe he was the best center on the floor tonight. Who would have thought I'd say that against an SEC team? Uh, um he he's got a stroke too. His he's great from the three the free throw line and he's got a good three ball shot on him. So
0: we're starting to see flashes of why he was a highly recruited uh JUCO transfer. Some even said the the top JUCO prospect coming out last year.
1: We definitely are. And you know what? It's a good time to have him. It's we yep. needed that position and we didn't know we didn't think we we're gonna have it. And you know, having him's big. Um, who else am I looking at on here? Uh, let's talk about Caleb Brown, his first minute since UCF, two steals in two minutes. Yeah. Um, good, great team effort. Goldstein didn't play at all in the second half, I believe. We'll have to see what happened there. So he had 12 minutes in the first half, nothing in the second half. Um, didn't have a crazy stat line. He had a uh, three rebounds, uh, one assist, and a couple fouls, couple, and three turnovers. So it didn't do much. Um, the big, the big negative got this game though was defense couldn't, could not, uh, could not. What I'm trying to say here, couldn't get the stops to keep the game as a blowout. They kept letting uh, Ole Miss get on runs again, and just were kind of porous throughout. So we're going to need to see them tighten that up. But other than that, and rebounding, and rebounding again. We lost by 11 rebounds on the rebounding margin. Um, and you know what? A lot of them are frustrating offensive rebounds where they miss the shot twice and then get three rebounds and find that third one and get to go in. That's super frustrating. That ruins momentum. Those are the ones we got to get.
0: The the one thing I'm happy about is to say we're over 20 assists again. Uh, so that that's – a bucket after a pass, you know. So uh, that is team ball movement, uh, pushing the pace. When you're you're scoring 89 points, you're not sitting there trying to do the half-court sets. It seems like tonight's game was kind of getting back into that groove that we were having the success at the beginning of the year with. Uh, So interested to see – How we go forward with it. But I do want to, you know, kind of touch on the Isaiah Mosley subject just a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you saw in in Coach Gates' presser there, but, you know, he he thanked the media for letting Mosley's personal business stay personal. So I guess all the rumors that we heard of, you know, it was academics. It was uh, all this different stuff going on. I I think we call bullshit on that now. You know, it was really something personal. And from the way Coach Gates talked, it was up to Mosley when he was ready to, to play on the, on the team again uh, and be able to focus his competitive fire to basketball.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we all, and you see all over social media, we all wanted answers, you know. Isaiah yeah. was absolutely the crown jewel of this class. And we thought he was going to do massive things. And I think now he still will. But, you know, there were a lot of doubts and a lot of fans' heads and a lot of fans were calling for answers. But, you know, I'm glad things got worked out because it looks like he's here, he's in the lineup, and 29 minutes and 20 points we will take that every night, you know. And, and you know,
0: you have to people need to understand too and i I hope if you're listening to us you, you do have this mindset that basketball season is a lot longer than football uh so it's not you know losses in december and january suck they absolutely suck but you know february it starts getting more intense and then when March hits like that's when losses really hurt. So we still have a good amount of games left for this team to still even gel and find their style that fits them even better. You know, there's still a lot of coaching that can be done. And as you and I were talking before we started recording this, I don't know that we've seen this team's best 40 minutes yet.
1: Absolutely. I think you're right. I think there's a, a lot more this team can achieve and you know what gate says at every single game and his press conference yeah
0: uh continuing the recap last saturday you went to columbia and so. watched that disaster <laughs> of uh against alabama which alabama is one of the top teams in the country probably i mean they're they're right there with Purdue on deserving the number one ranking right now. Uh, they they can absolutely play anywhere and anybody in this country and have a shot to win a ball game. Uh, so you take that with us losing our best player. Not to sound like an Arkansas fan here, but you know, finding out in an hour before tip or whenever it was that. Kobe Brown wasn't going to play. Uh there there were just a lot of dominoes that lined up and sometimes you just you get outplayed by a better team and you tip your hat to them and say okay we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think we even played well to start the game. We just as we like to say on here, we got out of our uh, they pushed us out of our game. And yeah. with uh with 2 minutes left, we were tied up 28-28. We ended up going in the in the halftime down ten, and that's when we lost the game, yeah. Because every punch we got from Alabama, we'd counter, we counter, we counter, we counter, and they got us off our game. They got going on a good run, and we could not counter that entire ten minutes. And we went in the halftime. They came back out, and that's that's what Alabama does is they're so good because they can make runs happen in crucial times every time. And if you're going to beat them, you got to counter punch, and you can do it all game, but mess up on the, uh, you know, two crucial points and you're going to get down 20 quick like we did. And then the game's over at that point. Cause they're not, they're not going to go on big, big cold streaks. They just won't. Yeah. They were, I mean, I, I would, I would think we're going to get one started. We get two stops in a row, go for that kill stop. And all of a sudden they'd make a contested three to get back out there. You know, yeah. um, that being said, we could have played a lot better. Uh, I mean, I was sitting there and at one point I look over, I look over at the stats on the little ticker around uh, Mizzou Arena, and we were shooting uh, one point seven percent from three point range. It, it was terrible. And, <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's, it's. I feel better about this because of how hot we were tonight, but we could not buy a basket versus Alabama.
0: Which we couldn't. We
1: couldn't counter those runs because we could not get the damn ball in the hoop.
0: If the sprinkler system would have went off, it would have. Frozen and turned to snow before it hit the court. It was so cold in there for Mizzou. Absolutely, I mean, it, was, it was just awful. And there oh, were shots man. that looked like they were halfway down the rim and then kicked back out.
1: It, yeah, Nothing. I I remember a couple of times. Hodge had open threes, and not Hodge, excuse me. Uh, Honor had a couple wide open threes, and he always sinks. And it looks like the ball was in, and you it was you know it's funny to sit in the Mizzou crowd there because would be like, oh Every time, you you write that ball to be halfway and they would lip out all of a sudden. We, just, no, we couldn't I, buy a basket; we were missing bunnies. It was rough. I do want to
0: ask you because I, I know this is a Mizzou podcast. Not to get too far off track and talking professional sports, but you're pretty confident in your Chiefs versus Jacksonville last week, and I imagine you. You had to be a little nervous with that ball game, as close as it was, as you were walking into Missouri Arena.
1: Well, I didn't get to see almost any of it. Um When before the game started, I was sitting there, you know, getting nachos and stuff and watching it, and I saw us go up seven. And I saw them get seven again. Um, I don't know. I couldn't see a lot of it. I, I got text that Mahomes got hurt, and then as soon as after Mahomes hurt, my dad goes, "Well, Mahomes is hurt, but our backup is on a nine-nine yard drive." So I honestly was fairly confident because there was hey, great. This is great. Mizzou Arena was packed out. So when that happens in there, you get no phone signal at all. Your phone just does not work. So I didn't know anything until um, one of the kids in the student section was updating the score on a whiteboard, and the arena camera would pan over and show it. And then um, they announced that over the the PA system the Chiefs had won, and the crowd went crazy and stuff. So I didn't really know how close it was. Um... But I was fairly confident throughout. I guess saved you some. To- then. It it really did,
0: and <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe do that more often, right? Uh, and then we go back to last Wednesday night, and uh, the Razorbacks came to Mizzou, and we won by three. And I, I my opinion of this game is. I just won the damn thing to end because the referees called so many whistles. It got to a point I didn't care if we even lost at that point. I just wanted it over with. Uh, that thing drug out what is almost like a three hour ball game, correct? It didn't even go into overtime. It was, yeah. I saw the game time two hours, 40 minutes.
1: It was an absolute grind to get through. Uh, I, know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I know Arkansas wants to talk about all the bad fouls on them, but there was just as many as on us. At one point, we had yeah. a review that they didn't get a flanker called when – was it Anthony Black just smoked or tackled uh, Sean East like he was a running back yes. going through the mill? Yes. Um, no, it was bad for both sides. But they – yeah, I, those refs getting caught, must be getting paid by the by their call getting paid by the foul because that game grinded on. Uh, I, I
0: told – Cole, when I talked to him after the game, I said, it reminds me down here in the south, there's some small towns that, uh, you know, they might get pretty heavy on some tickets when they want a new vehicle or something in the the police force, Uh, you know, and they're trying to meet their quota. (laughs) It's what it reminded me of. Like, the refs have to be getting a bonus on the foul call or the number of fouls that they call. There was a lot of ticky tacky soft stuff. It was both sides. Like, I don't, I'm not defending the refs in any form or fashion, saying, "Oh, that was a foul" or "This wasn't." Like, it was terrible. That will lose fans for the game before it grows fans for. It. Imagine that being your first college basketball game to turn on and watch.
1: Yeah, you big. This sucks.
0: Yeah, there's no flow, no rhythm to the game because it's whistled every other possession. Yeah, uh, but we did get to win. We uh, came down from being down ten with five minutes left, which is impressive in itself. Well, you go back to the first half, and it was even worse than that. Uh, they kind of it was almost a complete opposite flip flop of the game in Fayetteville. If you remember that when we come out to a huge lead in the first half and worked our way back. And then Arkansas came out on fire against us, and we we were shooting cold, and it seemed like it was going to be a terrible night again, kind of like the Alabama game. But then we kind of found our groove. And then I was about to turn it off when we got down by 10 with five minutes to go, and I'm like, okay, if we don't score this next possession, I'm turning it off. Well, we scored, and then I think we got to stop, and then we scored again. I'm like – Okay, I guess I can't turn it off. Like they'll keep, and then next thing you know, we're tied, and then we have the lead. So, uh, it was a fun ending that way. Just wish it would have had a little bit more rhythm.
1: Definitely.
0: Natural plays, you know. Uh, but anytime we can beat the Razorbacks, you know, obviously it is their down year and down decade and, uh, Whatever other excuses they have, let's say they're down their two best players. Even when Brazil committed to him, he was going to be riding the bench because they didn't need Missouri's garbage because they were bringing in all these McDonald, McDonald All Americans. But now that he's hurting out, he is one of their best players.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: f- funny how their excuses work. <laughs> but you, you have any thoughts on the Arkansas game? Any, any, Players or plays that stood out to
1: you? Uh Goldstein hit some big shots there towards the end. We need guys to step up like that. Like to see that. Yep. Um and I guess just the resiliency in that team because uh they could have easily they could have easily quit when they were down ten with five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of teams would have. A loss have had not gone their way in that game. I like I understand whatn't quit. But they did and they fought back and they got a win that we absolutely needed. So you love to see that in the ball club. You love seeing that kind of fight.
0: Which win do you? Would you say is more important? Beat beating a team of Arkansas caliber, or our first road win at Old Miss?
1: Mm. Man, I don't know. Can I say both? Cause you gotta get road wins. That's our first road win uh in SEC all season. That's Dennis Gates' first road win in SEC ever, right? Yes. Uh I think, but man, we we we, we couldn't have lost that Arkansas game. We needed to win that. That would have been four straight losses if we had lost that drop that game. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're it's the nitty-gritty, man. It's it's gonna be a there's a good class in SEC. The Big 12 might put every damn team in the tournament. So, I don't know. They they were both most must wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we had to pick a of, up well,
0: do we want to talk about that school out west on a two game losing streak and not even been close in their two games?
1: Well, you know, it's not a robber anymore. That's what they told me. So, oh, uh, but, oh but no, 0 and 2 for them. Love to see it. Man, I will tell you, though, uh, K State's still a little bit of our Thunder, Dennis Gates Thunder, aren't they? With that Jerome Tang hire? Yeah. 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 I, he's good. Thoughts. I'll be honest. He was he was my top choice for Mizzou's head coach. Um, I think we did great, so I'm not concerned about that now. But that that's who I wanted was Jerome Tang. He's a hell of a coach. I think he's gonna do great things out there.
0: I'm so glad that the administration does not listen to the fan base as far as hires, because I would have set this university further back than Frank Hayes, followed by Anderson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I know we're we're stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But looking at the current sec standings uh, were 15 and 5 overall and alabama uh, they're 7 and 0 in conference tennessee is 6 and 1 auburn 6 and 1 texas a and finally picked up their first sec loss over the weekend they're 5 and 1 then it's kind of hodgepodge here kentucky 4 and 3 florida 4 and 3 missouri 4 and 4 uh, followed by Georgia and Vanderbilt at three and three, and then Arkansas sitting at three and five, South Carolina one and five, Mississippi State one and six, LSU one and seven, Ole Miss one and seven. So, absolutely, I feel losing to this Ole Miss team, whether it be on the road or wherever, would be just absolutely awful. It would have been bad. Uh, glad to see. Us win and win somewhat comfortably. Uh, yeah,
1: we control the game throughout, but you're right. We, we somewhat because we can't let them go within nine points, you know?
0: Yeah. Every time we thought, here's the run to put it away, you know, it would. And I've noticed this throughout games. It seems we have spurts where we just get laxadaisical or I don't know, I butchered that pronunciation, but uh, just lose focus or something like turnovers, uh, some really just terrible fouls that there's no need to even, uh, you know, guard the guy like that at that time or or whatever. Uh, You see fouls close to the half court line sometimes and it's, they do it in spurts, it seems like. You know, there might be a three minute spurt on a game like tonight, and it can erase a 15 point lead pretty
1: quick. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it happened in the Vanderbilt
1: game that you went to.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Vandy
1: game was full of that. You're right. Every time we get a lead on them, we give it right back. And But in that defense of that game, Vanny's a much better team than Ole Misses. So. Yeah, but you still, when you're up by 15, you don't
0: want to three, to five minutes later be a one or two possession game yeah you don't want like you don't ever want to lose any game but you don't want it to happen that quick yeah for sure Uh, and that's I, i have noticed coach gates will use his timeouts like what game was it was it the vanderbilt game but uh he was asked about it after he like he didn't save his last timeout in the second half. He burned it with like four or five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, so when he sees these runs, I notice he's calling his timeouts more frequently now than what we got beginning of the year. Uh, he's not sitting and holding them like. Yeah. He sees something he don't like. He'll he'll call a timeout in a heartbeat.
1: I noticed that too. I think. I think that's pretty key on him because I. It seems like now that we actually need to stop runs and this team needs you know to get a break, stop, break, a breakage, he's using them. But man, it seemed like in that start of the year when we we're playing uh that pretty cupcake start to the schedule, he was like making the guys figure out on their own, like in play, yeah. you know, like you're gonna stop, you're gonna stop them by by yourselves when we're playing Penn and Lindenwood and those schools. And that might be why those games are closer than they really needed to be. But yeah he's not afraid to use them now and I like that. I you can't you can't save your timeout and then win the game down 12 with a minute left and and think about
0: uh, the game where Noah Carter was out if mode DR keeps getting these minutes and improving every game like that could have been a blessing in disguise uh, you know for for DR to to get those minutes and get the usage where Coach Gase was leaving him on the bench and then he had had to use him that game. Uh, who knows where this team's gonna go because it I'm liking what I'm seeing here over the last week.
1: You have to. I mean we've got a second we got a secondary scorer Mosley and we've got a big man Diara. And those are the two biggest things we lacked this whole time. Yeah, maybe Carter getting sick was actually a blessing the skies because it put some pressure on uh, on DR there. I like having them both though. I think they both are super integral to this team. I mean, I'd like
0: to see what we done versus Alabama with Colby Brown.
1: I would um, too. I don't know if we would have won still though, and I guess if I would have made our net rankings not so bad because we, we took another hit in those after that game. But, we'll, see, um,
0: we'll see him again in February in the SEC tournament.
1: Yeah, I think. I think, like, legitimately, that's our, who would play second right now. If they started right now, that's who our second game would be against.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I would I would be willing to bet it'd be closer for sure. Yeah. And
0: who knows by the time we see them again. I uh, imagine you get that late in the year. It seems like the rotations are tighter on, on substitutions. Bench gets shorter. Uh, and – the teams have way more of a gel with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, internally, not versus other teams, but internally. Uh, and, you know, we, we discussed last week was the Alabama murder thing going on with the player going to cause problems. And I, I think it's helped them, like, just focus on basketball, you know, so you, you got to give credit to Nate Oates and what he's doing because that he he didn't recruit that kid with that in mind, yeah. You know, but that's card he was dealt, and he has to. Uh, it's not like there's season pauses for it, and so he he's having to help these kids off the court and also uh, put the results on the court, and he's definitely getting results. So. I want to play them again later in the year, just see how it turns out with a healthy roster.
1: Healthy roster, and let's see how these guys that made impacts all of a sudden do when they're – when you're right, when they're tighter, when they're gelling.
0: Yeah. And then we fast forward. Uh, we've got one more game this month, then we're into February. Uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock, uh, Iowa State comes down, and uh, Iowa State's pretty good ball club, right?
1: They are pretty good. They are uh, hanging tied up right now with number five, Kansas State, as we speak. You know, Iowa State can play some ball. Uh, first of all, what their head coach did last year is what we want out of Dennis. He got a bunch of transfers in and went from the worst team in the Big 12 to uh, – what are they, did they make a Sweet 16 run last year? I I want to say so. a Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. We need to take that in a heartbeat here. Yeah. Um, so they know what they're doing. They're a good team. Um, he's built a great club up there, and it's gonna be—it's gonna be kind of a let them all play, let let them all hang out because it's not—it's not a conference game. We're not gonna get hurt too bad at a loss. Uh, everyone's healthy. I still think they're gonna be—they're gonna be favored. I still honestly would pick them to win right now, but uh, it's gonna be see uh, how well these guys have come along together and what we can do. Yeah,
0: uh, it's. I'm assuming I even went and looked. Uh, pardon me for not doing my homework here, but uh, this is the SEC versus Big 12 matchup. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, this is the this is the challenge. Um, we drew Iowa State this year, which is fun because they've been giving us they've been giving us teams that came into the Big 12 after we left. Yeah, that's not what you want to see. We want to see the Iowa State. We want to see the K states We want to see well, K is going to be its own thing. We want to see the uh, you know schools like that. We don't, want to, we don't want to see West Virginia and TCU. So we got the last two years. So I'm happy they gave us an actual big eight foe. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh looking at them just real quick, it does look like they had two tournament wins and then a loss first Miami. So yeah, that would be sweet sixteen.
1: I thought so. And then that was that was the gold standard for Transfer Portal. That's what really that team is what got everyone's eyes like on a whoa you can build a team fast on this because yeah. they were terrible in what was that 2020? 2021? I don't know two years ago they were terrible and they've been hell they're number twelve in the country now so they're doing they're doing really big things.
0: Yeah and I mean it's it's a game. It's, you know part of me I was beginning to think after Alabama like okay if another game like this from Des Moines Hodge, like this is two or three in a row now, if he don't snap out of this, it might be time for him to ride some pine. And boy, good thing I'm not coach.
1: And <laughs> lo and behold, he goes out and it's just firecracker hot.
0: He, he goes back to Des Moines Hodge uh, that we're used to. So, uh, you know, I made the comment a couple weeks ago when we had David on and uh from Southbound podcast and said, you know, you could check Kobe Brown down, we're still gonna score seventy, but I don't know that Kobe's our most important player. Uh I don't I don't know that we have one most important player because it it really is a team. Yeah, Uh,
1: that's team definitely that's how they flow is it's a it's a team effort throughout. Yeah. Now we say that but we also just said a minute ago that Kobe Brown against Alabama, we like to see that, so he might be the most important. Well, but if
0: you know, you look over the past week or more, and Des Moy Hodge on the cold streaks, the results kind of speak for themselves. Low offensive numbers and all that. Uh, as a team, you know, uh, really started like the A M game, I believe, and then Florida was not a good one. Uh then we beat Arkansas and then Alabama the Alabama game was not good. And so is Kobe our most important? <laughs> you know like cuz when Moines firing we seem to score.
1: Yeah, no, like, he's he's a big part. I'm not to, what am I saying he's not, but
0: uh, Yeah. Uh Go Million was out tonight with they said day to day, I think, with a uh, Hammy
1: or it's growing day on Twitter, and then the ESPN guy says out for the season. But I don't think ESPN knows what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take their word on it.
1: No, I wouldn't put much too in that one.
0: Okay, so seeing what we've seen in SEC play now, uh, seven games in, what what are your expectations for the rest of the season? Mm-hmm.
1: I expect um, a decent run into the SEC tournament. That means win your first game and then at least battling whoever gets, if it's Alabama. I don't expect them to win that one, but I do expect to be more competitive than we played last time. And I expect to be like somewhere around an 8-9 seed going into the tournament. So I expect yeah. to make the tournament, which was not my expectations when the year started. I, I for one did
0: think tournament was a possibility not because of the team he had assembled just with the transfer portal like you don't build teams year to year and I I talked about this with my dad I believe like I remember you know back in the uh, Stewart days and uh, Coach Quinn and then Coach Anderson like thinking how we're going to be so-so this year but boy wait till next year when these guys are upperclassmen like the, yeah. those days are gone for the most part so yeah. just the fact of you can instantly you know improve by 10 wins from year to year now or you know you you can fall back 10 wins year to year now and it's transport portal i mean it's changed like you only have five players on the court at a time to where football you've got 11 out there so you can lose five to 10 football players and still be building for your team the next year you know still have pieces in place you can't lose too many basketball players
1: I mean, I, I get it. You can reflow so quickly, but, man, I kind of see what Gates is doing, and I like... I I think that a good picture of both. Aiden Please. Shaw uh, is super talented. He's not going anywhere. Um, knock on wood, I guess. You never, never know, <laughs> but I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, That's a young guy you're going to build a bunch of. we got a great class coming in. I um, mean, I think some of these guys stick around. I don't know if Kobe does, but it sounds like some of these guys want to play multiple years for uh, Gates here, and I, and I think he can grab some transfers in the portal within, after the season's over. So I I think you're right, but I also think Gates would do a really good job of doing the best of both worlds here, you know? Getting these guys Work. to know the culture that can stick around and also getting those transfers that can assimilate really quickly and help the team go to another level.
0: I think, going off top of my head, uh, I think Hodge only had this year left and go million only had this year left correct i think do what dive in, we need to dive into the roster and see who, who what guys have what el- eligibility left after this year like what guys
1: well we do but also it's going to be tricky because some guys get extra years because of covid and yeah, yeah. whether they want to use it or not that's up to them
0: well i think go million and hodge don't have those options i think they've used both their years
1: I believe that Juco Kevin mentioned last week. He's going to be a direct a direct replacement for Hodge. Yeah. Um, Noah Carter has an extra year. We don't know if he wants to use that or not. Um, who will? Nick Connor. does he have another year? I think Nick Otter has the opportunity to come back. He's a true okay. senior, but – and I'm not trying to be rude to Mr. Otter. I think he's a great ball player. I would love to see him come back, but I don't know if he's like an NBA guy. Yeah. Um. So he may want to play another year. Yeah. I'm trying to see what else we can like, think of on here, but yeah, no. Some of these guys can come back, and that's going to be big for us next year. Kobe Brown can if he wants to. Lord knows FDR, we
0: Coming out of the JUCO, he should have next year yeah. as well. Yeah. Um,
1: oh. Other... Another year if he wants to use it.
0: I'm. I was just meaning you don't have. <laughs> three to four years with these kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh that's that's very rare that you have those type squads anymore. I mean like the squad that Mike Anderson left Frank Case for the first year, that would be hard for a new coach to come in and have.
1: That almost never happened again. That's a whole yes. thing. Yeah.
0: Uh so I I would like to see us finish in the upper third of the SEC. I think it's a very real possibility. Uh, let's see, there's 14 teams, so that would put us top four to be in the upper third. Yeah, like the, the fourth, fifth, four, five range. Uh, I think we have the talent and the team able to do that, and I think our schedule's kind of setting us up for that. Like we We've kind of got some of the Tougher games out of the way on the schedule, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've already played one of our rivals twice, Arkansas, so that's out of the way. Um, it's got LSU twice, and LSU looks like they're falling off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Played our Kentucky once. Played our Kentucky once. Um, we yeah. At home. Try and get a little, uh, revenge on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you're I mean, right. like...
1: I'm holding it up now, but I, th- I think you're right. We've gotten, Some of the tough ones out already. Uh,
0: We still Tennessee, obviously, have to play them.
1: That's going to be a buzzsaw. Uh,
0: Alabama was only a a one-time this year, I believe. I don't think we had them twice on the schedule.
1: So We don't have have them. We got LSU twice. We got Ole Miss. We're going to end the season with Ole Miss at home. Um, We got LSU twice. We got Georgia once at Georgia. Georgia actually is playing pretty good ball right now. Comparatively. Georgia our competition for that four or five range. Yep, Mississippi State we got once. They're not great right now. And twice, was State twice. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it. Really, the only team on there that strikes two, the two teams in SEC that really you know worry you like that could be that's gonna be a tough game. It's Tennessee and Auburn, and those games are back to back. Back to back. We'll that's gonna a be a tough to- stretch right there. We play Auburn again? We haven't played them
0: yet. I thought we played Auburn. No? Okay.
1: No, we got Auburn. We got Auburn uh, on February, on Valentine's Day on the road. Well, it was, we had,
0: uh, was it, we had AM when Arkansas had Auburn or no? Me living in Arkansas, I may be getting their schedule mixed with, 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 our, with the zoo schedule <laughs> when we played kentucky arkansas played auburn maybe uh because it, it was when we talked with david and he he mentioned auburn so that's why i was thinking we had already played them okay so yeah two but still the majority of the hard game should be in the rearview mirror for us so i would like to see a shoot right now we're middle of the pack but it it's not hard to make up one or two games with what's ahead of us. So uh,
1: I'd like to see, uh, yeah, I'd like to see at least over 500 in the SEC play. I know everyone's just go 500. If, you, if we do go 500, we'll probably make a tournament pretty easily, or pretty, pretty safely, I should say, not easily. If we go positive, I think we'll be pretty easily, and I, I think that's a good sign moving move forward. Yeah,
0: real good sign.
1: And then we talked transfer portal uh
0: we talked about it last week on here. you know we, we got the preferred walk- on uh, Juco transfer quarterback and I made the comment uh don't be surprised if drink brings in or at least is attached to some other quarterback names in the portal and, and behold <laughs> you know I, I just not not saying, I was a sorcerer, just a gut feeling that he was not going to be content. This is a huge season coming up for Drinkwitz. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think if he wants to stay at Mizzou and build, this is the year that six and six is not going to cut it. You know, uh, I totally agree. So- we
1: we got to get a winning record this year, and I think it's pretty safe. A lot of the fans are worried that we don't – uh that Drink doesn't see the quarterback position like we do as something needs to be addressed. And you see it all over social media. Everyone's yelling about that. Well, obviously Drinkwitz does because yep. uh he's not content with his four-star. He brought in another four-star from a class after him. So two young four-stars. And he's going to have a, a battle between the two to see who gets the job. I guess Cook's going to be in there too, obviously. But Cook's going to miss spring ball, so – you think that put him at a little bit of a disadvantage, but who knows if that, that labor's sealed up what he's capable of. Well Cook
0: for the disadvantage he has on missed time. I feel the advantage he has is a full season as a starter under his belt. Uh to where these other guys don't have that yet. So no,
1: uh, but man, let's 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 talk about Jake Garcia for a minute. He's played he's played a little ball, not a lot, but he's played a little ball the last couple seasons. And he's gotten a lot more time in the saddle than we ever gave Sam Horn. In extremely similar situations.
0: This yeah. is something we talked about last week too. How much say does Drinkwitz have overall on the offense now that we have Kirby Moore? Uh is it Kirby's Moore show is he calling the shots? Because if he's calling the shots, then absolutely Brady Cook is behind the eight ball with this injury. Uh because Kirby Moore won't get to see him throw the ball alive until fall camp.
1: You want my you want my hot take on this one? Shoot it to me. Okay. I think Sam Horn is shown flaws in practice. I think he's, I don't think he's doing something. I don't think something's happening where he is not where they thought he'd be by now. And that's why he didn't get almost any reps. Everyone thinks it's a love affair with Cook and with Drinkwitz. I think that's the only guy Drinkwitz knew could get the play out there and get it ran. No. I hope not, but I think that's what happened. (laughs) And I think I know that to add ad, my stat pinky's popping up.
0: What, um, what, what if What if Sam Horn was throwing bombs all practice and never threw check down? We know how Drinkwitz loves to throw screens and everything. With
1: the- I don't, <laughs> as funny as that is, I don't think that's it. I think literally, I think he's strung up the playbook or something yeah. like that. Um, and i think that's what happened and i i at first and i have said it on this podcast i thought it was an o line thing and drink was afraid the o line was going to get him roughed up but i mean you bring in another super high caliber recruit that has some time and jake garcia and i think if you do i think you're doing a uh, iron sharpens iron or i need to keep my job and if this kid doesn't pan out that i brought in you, you need to pan in so i'm
0: i'm all for the competition, uh, you know, if if it means your favorite player is riding the bench next year, well, so be it. If Yeah. If he's not our best option for us to win the ball game. And injuries, if we have another quarterback hurt, we've had, you know, back-to-back seasons of starter being hurt still being ran out there because he's still our best option when he's injured. Uh, maybe that gap closes. And Absolutely, our quarterback can actually not see the field and recover and heal up, and we can throw somebody else out there and still be successful.
1: I think you nailed it. I think the quarterback room has been too, been too, uh not enough depth, too shallow. There we go. Um, not totally agree. I think it's been a huge problem. And you look at the you look at the room now with a guy who has a full year SEC starting. You got. Almost five star. You got Sam Horn. You got Barry Johnson, and you got uh, the wild card, the kid out of Hutchinson, Kansas. I think there's a lot of arms in there, and now there is depth in there, and we're gonna see which one can play. And you know what? If it turns out that it's Sam Horn, Jake Garcia can transfer next year. Brady Cook can transfer next year, and we'll have the backup be our kid from Hutchinson. If it's or any any mix of that, you know what I'm saying? I don't care if Sam Horn never starts a game for Mizzou, if it means that Jake Garcia is balling out. It doesn't That's, matter to me.
0: I want to see – I'm I'm excited to see what Sam Horn can do for Mizzou baseball. Uh, that, know, too. He's I on the rotation
1: of, right now, apparently.
0: I know a lot of people are – you know, footballs are, are big bread and butter, but, man, we haven't had a baseball prospect like that in a while as far as pitching, for sure. But uh, we've had a couple of good relievers come through, but starters with that type of potential, like – What's hey, Gibson? I would, I would love to see the baseball program get a little love and a little light shown shined on it, and get better wins and loss results, and you know maybe start pulling recruits and build that program. No, I agree with that.
1: And it is the, terrible. <laughs> the foreshadow, uh, the foreshadow for any of our listeners, we're going to talk a little baseball on here. I think I actually really enjoy Mizzou baseball. I just really like baseball, so. Even before we ever did the podcast, I was always just a fan because it's on TV and I, something worth watching, in my opinion. So we're going to yep. talk a little baseball in here. But, uh, man, it is, it's going to be interesting to follow. It's definitely a story we're going to follow we're going to talk about a lot is Sam Horn this baseball season. And you know what? If Jay Garcia ends up ends up being a stud for us, we don't got to worry about um. and Sam's not the guy, I hope Sam is Max Scherzer for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to follow, man. It's going to be the best storyline we have uh, after basketball is over by far. Yeah. Because we're going to find out if, if he's playing, he's pitching. Like, I've heard rumors from some people that, that work for the the department of programs. He's in the rotation. He's he going to pitch this year.
0: I'm excited for it. I'm all for it. Like love the two sport athletes.
1: Yeah. Haven't seen uh, one in a
0: while around here. Trying to get this wrapped up, but I do want to talk – or tell you my outdoor story. I haven't told you yet. I was so excited Saturday to go set up on my ground blind where on public land uh, that I'd found these active scrapes the week before, and uh, the moon phase was going to be lining up pretty good for me, and uh, weather was going to be great, and get out there Saturday morning and walk right to where. The ground blind should be, but another hunter came out there the during the week because the ground blind was there when I left Sunday, and my ground blind was gone. Uh, the they left me my my lawn chair and the uh, pack bag that when you take the ground blind down folds up into, mm-hmm. and so they they grabbed it and snatched and that's the life of. Hunting public land, so I was, I was pretty pissed at that point. And I don't know if I've got till the middle of February to continue deer hunt here in Arkansas. and I don't know if I have the gumption to do it after that. Right now,
1: I don't blame you, man. That is that is drives me insane. Is when someone else takes your hunting gear like that. Yeah, takes your, you know, your tree stand, your ground blind. Hell, I had that happen on my own property this past year. I think there was a, a new owner to butt it up to mine. And uh, this tree stand was probably 40 yards from the property boundary. I came over and my, it was cut down on the ground. He'd taken the seat, which is what you do when someone puts a property on your land and yeah. in the wrong spot. So I think the, I think the idiot thought that I, my property was his property.
0: That's when you go get survey markers and put it where your property. <laughs>
1: yep, is. it's taken yeah. a while, but I'm I've called them on the list, have them come out and check that out, so I can get the put that stake there, and ask them to politely buy me another tree stand.
0: And then today it's snowing its ass off down here, and that makes me want to go back to deer hunting. So I don't I don't know what I'm going to do right <laughs> now, but uh, had really high hopes to try to finish the year strong and. Uh, it's, it had me, I was scouring all through the woods there, hoping maybe just like, thinking maybe, maybe the buck come through here, smell and see what it was and got it hung on his horns and drug it off, you know, cause it, it wasn't folded. It was drug through the leaves, but mm-hmm. to avail no uh, so that's, that's my outdoor story. And next week, Cole will have a, pretty good outdoor portion we'll we'll just leave it to him on that uh i doubt with y'all season ended that you had any outdoors for this week huh
1: no i've done much i took down a ground blind so i wouldn't get stolen uh um, that's all i've You're done in the outdoors <laughs> to
0: fantasize and dream about them turkeys
1: yeah but turkey season's coming that is my favorite hunting time of the year so I, You know what? How about this? I went out and I made sure my permissions were still good. I did that this weekend.
0: There you go. That's, that's very that's important. important. That's super important. I uh, hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you in next Tuesday night. M-I-Z. Z-O-U.